Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, I'm Christophe Malen. I'm the host of this uh, podcast for this week. And joining me is Il Grandissimo, uh, Dave McKenzie. How are you, oh, Dave? I never get sick of it. I'm very good. And you are the host every single week. I don't know, I what know. you say you are for this week. Why? Well, if things can change. Holidays, are you? <laughs> things What's can change. You never know. You <laughs> that, know? Is, that is true. In TV land or, or, never or be radio entitled. land, it can change. Never be entitled, you know. No, no, uh, that's yeah, right. uh, so I'm actually definitely the host this week. God knows what's going to happen next week. But, uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'll be your host next week. But it's, anyway, uh, we should make you a T-shirt. It's grandissimo. What do you think? Oh, no, that's going too far. <laughs> I think, yeah, way too far. Christophe says it's grandissimo. Yeah. That's even better. Anyway, uh, what a week of cycling again. Uh, we're gonna do, uh, we, we don't necessarily do it all the time. But let's talk about gossips yes. and, and, well, and things like this. things happening, actually. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of things happening. But I want to start with this because... You ain't touching my man, Alaphilippe. I am not happy with Mr. Lefebvre. Mm. Uh, if I see him, I would tell him. Uh, uh, will I? I don't know. Yeah, I probably yeah. would. <laughs> but uh, what the hell is going on here? Attacking Mr. Alaphilippe for drinking too much partying and attacking Marion Rousse as well. Yeah. How unclassy can you be? Well, are we surprised? No. We're not surprised, <laughs> are we, really? I mean... But we, yeah, we can't say the guy is who's in class. Yeah, so okay, he's, he's said what you've said there to sort of, I suppose, paraphrase it. You know, mm-hmm. too much drinking, too much partying, late nights, rah rah, rah and. She's and Marion Rusi's wife is controlling him too much. Effectively, that's what he said. She's then rebutted, yeah. uh, put out a rebuttal uh, on social media, and she is class, Marion Rusi. Yeah. She is, of course, uh, amongst other things, she's a race director of the, the Tour de France. Tour de France, femme. Yeah, and she's yeah, married. she's not only Ala Philippe's wife. Yeah, she's actually the Tour de France yeah, and, <laughs> and, director. And you know what I was thinking on my way in today? I thought the other part of this is, sure, she's she's you know highly respected and well-known in the cycling world with what we yeah. just mentioned. But that that's actually irrelevant mm-hmm. because what's relevant here is we should get back to the point of Lefebvre attacking their private lives. Yeah. He has no idea what they do in the evenings. He has no Absolutely. idea whether they're drinking or partying. She has said, well, actually, we don't. We don't mm-hmm. drink. We don't party. We've got a three-year-old that we've got to get up to, you know, early mornings, yep. et cetera, et cetera. And, in fact, she actually shouldn't have to defend herself mm-hmm. or her mm-hmm. husband. So no. he has now wound it back a bit and said, oh, maybe I went a bit too far. But rah, rah, rah. let me just place this one here, though. Yeah. Uh, timing. Epnus Blood is happening this weekend, mm. and uh, Alaphilippe is the leader of Epnus Blood. Is yep. he trying to manage old school, old style by you know going straight to the guy, firing him, and then for him to go back and say, "I'll prove you I'm fit." Yeah, I think is there a bit of that? I th- yeah, I think a little bit of it is that old school, and he's he's probably he's got away with it for twenty odd years, Lefebvre mm-hmm. probably. So that's but that, he's still plugged in so in twenty years, years ago. The way it works, yeah. You know? And, you know, he does his weekly column, I think, in Het Newsblad, and, you know, he's constantly in the he press. He doesn't yeah. even write that column, my friend. <laughs> no, no, that's right. So, I know the guy that writes his column. <laughs> you know the guy who writes his I column? I know the guy that writes so his column, yeah. No, he's actually all right. Uh, <laughs> so, but, yeah, no, you're right. I agree with you. And also, you know, he's thinking any publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. When it's poor form and... You know, maybe I'm speaking out of shop here. I, I lived in Belgium for many years, and I love the Belgians. I love the culture. Mm-hmm. I love the place. But there is a percentage, and this is possibly a percentage of Europeans, and I, I guess I'll get your thoughts on this. In Australia, we are 
moving forward with equality mm-hmm. with you know and I think we're showing some really good positive signs of that you know and I think in Europe they're behind us I think it's a whole different debate Micah and I'm not yeah. going to defend Europe more but maybe in Europe people are voicing it more yeah okay. uh, that, voicing, that side what, Vo- what? voicing their discontent if they're yeah, discontent okay. yeah, I'm right. not backing anything up I'm yeah. saying if they don't agree they would tell you they agree yeah. they don't agree yeah. I think here it's a bit different if you don't yeah. agree you're pushed to not say what you don't agree about but yeah. that's a whole different debate the guy I'm not going to say what he is the favourite but he's not the classiest person in the world no. either way it's time uh, for him to leave the sport oh, I think yeah, it's time it's just uh, or to shut up and, if and he doesn't leave just sh- shut yeah, up yeah shut up <laughs> and, and you know what the sponsors actually should put him, pull him in yeah the, the sponsors uh, of his team should pull him in and say mate enough that that's a very good point and uh, and yeah it's a uh, it, it's a touchy subject but I yeah. thought we can open with this because we don't really open with gossips uh, no. but that goes beyond the gossip well, uh, and, and what is the UCI saying on this? Well, well, well uh, yeah now now do they have jurisdiction because he makes a comment in the newspaper? Probably not. Probably not. And fair call. But so it's not their job to suddenly mm-hmm. look at every spot fire that's happening. Yep. You know, but what it's interesting and it's good segue because they have just launched this. Yeah, is it fluff? I don't know. It's called Fair Cycling. That's the slogan. So it's about clean cycling, safe cycling, and fair cycling. So what does that mean precisely? Well, it means a lot of things, but things like betting, mm-hmm. um, you know, manipulation in the result of, uh, of a sporting contest, and we're talking about cycling, obviously. But this brings me to a point. Now, for those of you listening, some of you are fully switched on and know what happens in professional cycling or even amateur cycling. But let's just put it out there, right? happens less nowadays. Mm -hmm. There are bike races around the world that happen where, whether it's a a women's agreement or a men's agreement, so I'm talking about both men's and women's Mm -hmm. cycling, probably more historically in men's, two riders coming to the finish, they have an agreement, hey, I want to win today and I'll pay you 50,000 for the win. Mm -hmm. It's it's a big race, obviously, because you're not paying 50,000 for for a club combine. This has happened for years. Now, it's an unwritten code of silence. So you're talking we... before the race or even during the race? No, I'd say dur- no, no, it's during the race. During the when race, it gets yeah. down to the finale, right? It's when you see them talking and no one is wearing a microphone, so you don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. But this so could be dealing look, there. Look, the last big one I think we can, I can t- take an example of... Is Alaphilippe Philippe given away is a yellow jersey? No, no, no. Rigoberto Uran. <laughs> Rigoberto Uran. This is a serious subject. Rigoberto Uran and Vinokurov at the Olympics in London. Yes. Now, it was pretty obvious to a lot of people, mm-hmm. even the people who aren't fully attuned with how cycling sort mm-hmm. of works, that Vinokurov bought the race. Yeah, okay. He bought, so he bought. He only bought it off one guy at the end, mm-hmm. but he wanted to make sure he was buy- He was putting a mortgage on that victory. Now, I'm not look. I've been in the sport my whole life, so I'm not. I'm not jumping up and down that this is bad in our sport. I'm just saying this has happened for years, and I'm I'm actually okay with it. But you say it's unspoken. Is it something you know because you're in a peloton and you sort well, of see and... Yeah, and I think more and more the fans... Yeah. I mean, you're, you're aware of this. Yeah, of You've course You've been I am. aware of this for... Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't mean the last two years. How, how, when do you think you, you were sort of aware of these things that happen inside? I, th- I think as soon as I discovered the world was not made by fairies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. And you that's know? a good point. That's, that's right. So what are the UCI... Are they thinking they're going to... 
yeah. stop these sort of things. I, I don't know if they will. And it does happen less because the stakes are higher mm-hmm. for, for big victories. So it does happen less. But again, you know, the yellow jersey in the Tour de France is coming in on a mountain stage and there's one other rider with him and that rider beats him easily. Mm-hmm. Because you're playing this game as the yellow jersey where you go, I don't want to peeve off this guy. I want to beat him overall. So if I let him have a stage win, he might scratch my back in two days' time. And it's not – this is a very good point. It's, it's not a chess necess- game. A bit. And it's not necessarily about money. No. It's about – there's negotiation. It's, it's about the fact that some races, yeah. uh, the results are negotiated yeah. for or not for so money. So there's grey area, I exactly. guess is what yeah. I'm saying as mm-hmm. well. So – it's a bit like in Formula One, they, they, they say the do not have team strategy. Team strategies are forbidden. Mm. And then you get messages like your friend is faster than you. Yeah. It's not illegal to say this. Yeah. Let, him, me- let him well, pass. They, 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 they don't say let him pass, but no. they say, hey, have you noticed he's faster than you? So is that true? Yeah. There's not meant yeah, to be any like, team strategy. No. Uh, that may have changed, but I feel, yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, huh. At some point, there was no team strategy in Formula One, and wow. then Ferrari allegedly came out with Massa, and I think it was Massa and Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, Massa as a sign uh, is faster than you. Oh, and that's Ma- it. And all of a Michael's sudden, coming up fast yeah. from behind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all. It's not illegal to say anything yes. like this, but the actual very grey area. Yeah. You know, we'll... So I'm waiting to see whether this UCI thing mm-hmm. is just a fluff. And, and to finish on uh, on the whole Lefebvre mm. and stuff like, let's also not pin this on, because uh, we mentioned on the age and the time they've been in the sport and so on. Uh, I think it's you got to we got to get away from giving that excuse to, to him as well. Yeah. Because can you imagine Jerry do this? No, same sort of generation. Jerry Ryan, yeah, yeah. No, same sort of generation. Not. Same sort of. Jerry's got way more class than that. exactly. Yeah. So it's down to the person itself. No, yep. no yeah, no. that's right. No, that's just right. to make a point. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> it's not that's, an ageism no, no, comment. That's right. We're not going to box them into. No. Oh, it's that generation. Yeah, it's, it's not, not that generation. It's not. No. You're, you're class or you're not. Yeah, so. good point. Uh, let's move on to things that are just a little bit more positive. Before some really good Aussie results yes. happening this week. Good performance. Jeff Vine, Ben O'Connor. Uh, that's you know, very encouraging for the weeks to come and for the months to come. Yeah. But if we look at just now, what a performance from Ben O'Connor. Yeah. And Jay Vine is going really well. Yeah, good to see both of them sort of back to mm-hmm. some great form. Ben O'Connor, mountain, mountain stage win. His teammate launched him. Yeah, um, like properly launched yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> properly launched. He talked about it. I just listened to an interview, actually, about it. And he said, yeah, it was great. Hadn't really tried that before, so that was good that it worked. And Jay Vine has said himself, no way did I think my form was this good so mm-hmm. early on. He said, we've been building up slowly. So I think I think Jay Vine is going to the Giro. Absolutely. And I believe Ben O'Connor. And Ben O'Connor as well, he's been so said. we, we got a Giro mm-hmm. fest did, did, Have you noticed, and it's a good segue in the discussion, mm. that... Uh, you know, when they've all announced their program, it's all focused on the Tour de France. Are yeah. you doing the Tour de France? Are you not doing the Tour de France? And all of a sudden, the Giro look inverted come up pretty poor in a, or, or poorer in a roster. But now you've got riders that go, well, hey, Pogacar. yeah, you go, hey, there's something that can be done. And Pogacar is, is the one going, you know, I've been trying for two, two years uh, to beat this guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll just get my win early and then see how it happens uh, yeah. at the tour. But you get guys like Ben O'Connor, Jay Vine, that also are either deciding themselves or the team are deciding that, hey, because Jay Vine, when you think about it, uh, Almeida is going to be here for at the, the Giro as well. Well, will he? But I don't know. I wonder. Will he go to the tour? But would 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 uh, 
I don't know. It's a good question, actually. Mm, that, no, that's it's, a really good point. He, yeah. he was Giro last year. Yes. Uh, Almeida, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. So like so like this is also opening opportunities for people that would just go super domestic in different teams mm. that can actually make a hint or make a make a punt okay. on the Giro yeah. and maybe podium at the Giro. Yeah. No, that, well, it's true cuz we got Pogacar here it's going to be hard to depending on the form but you know Pogacar is definitely if he's going to the Giro definitely yeah. uh it's going to be hard Passing him oh, by for the win, but the podium. But the Giro, geez, it throws it out, doesn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, true. I mean, true. It, it gives you. It's always pretty special, and this year will mm-hmm. be special again. But yeah, both Aussies, fantastic, and so they're still first and second overall. I think yep. Mine's still leading. Sprint stage overnight. Tim Merlier, by the way, mm-hmm. he's the sprinter getting the score on the board. He's already had two or three victories. He's good. Now. He's good. Second win at UAE. Mm-hmm. He's. Um, He's pinging along mm-hmm. nicely, and a couple of the other Aussies were up there. Wellsford, I think, was sort of did all right. He was top ten, but remember Wellsford off the back of three stage wins at Down Under. Yeah. He wants yeah. to mm-hmm. get some a big result now. Um, well, you know, outside of Australia and in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, but no, they're going well. Noticing well. Yates though, a uh, bit of a scare for Yates. Yeah, uh, this, is, and this is quite scary. Yeah, this this is a really interesting discussion, and it's interesting in a broader sporting. Aspect mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've been paying attention. There was an AFL player, a Melbourne player, that has just announced his retirement. He had some more CAT scans, CT scans, and they've noticed some real micro changes. That's not the right terminology, yeah. but there was something about <laughs> micro changes in in you know in the, in his CT scan in his brain. So he's been forced to retire. He, he had a number of concussions. Okay. This player, right, and so he's retired when probably before his time mm-hmm. he could have kept playing on. So Yates, and, and we know it's becoming a big thing in sport now, and especially high contact, yeah. uh, codes of football, if you like. But cycling, of course, as well, can be high contact if you hit the deck. So Yates hits the deck. There's vision of it. Yeah. 100% he hits his head, and he yeah. hits his head pretty hard. And a lot of people commented on social media saying, wow. And then someone said, wow, and no concussion check. So there was some criticisms mm-hmm. either of the said, team or of the race. I, saying, I saw on, on uh, X formerly Twitter, yeah. I should say, that uh, there were comments that the fact he said he didn't remember mm. the hit, he didn't remember falling. So he got through the stage, mm-hmm. is correct, yeah? He, I know yeah. He got, we saw him yeah. get back on his bike, and I believe he got through the stage. They then withdrew him. They, they assessed him that night and withdrew him from the race. Mm-hmm. But it does open up the question even more and Adam Hansen, you know, who is the riders' rep, you know, what role will he play, and what what do the riders think about it? Think about yeah. it, you know, because there's this there's this element too, right? You hit the deck, and then there's 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 other angles to this. You hit the deck, right? You the race is moving, the race doesn't stop. Yeah, they don't go. Oh, there's been a bunch of riders mm. hit the deck, and we've got to give them a concussion test, so therefore we've got to wait. The race doesn't wait. Instinctively, man or woman, you want to get back up, get on your bike, and go. Well, that's that's what you see them doing straight away. Yeah. So then, remember, La, it was last year's Tour Down Under. Mm-hmm. The British guy, his name escapes me. It'll come to me in a minute. He crashed at Tour Down Under. They did concussion test, whatever. He got back up. He chased. He got behind a car and he dragged behind a car for a little bit too long. But he only dragged up to the group that was dropped well out the back. Lost 10 minutes that day. The UCI commissaires expelled him from the race. He'd flown 10,000 miles, done, did one stage, half a stage, 
crashes heavily. Mm-hmm. So then he put up a big post saying, well, what do you want? I want all I wanted to do was finish the race. I yeah. wasn't getting an advantage, which is true. He'd, he'd hit the mm-hmm. decade skin off. I did the right thing. I did the protocols of concuss- concussion test. But yes, I used the vehicle to drag me up to the back group purely so I could stay in the race, and now you expel me. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with him. Yeah, yeah, so I think absolutely. they've got to start to look at their rules mm-hmm. and regs and say, well, but, uh, you know, was, if they was, spend five minutes checking yeah. a rider, I mean, you are not getting back to a peloton, are absolutely, you? Absolutely, yeah. So, and you, you're not going to, unless you remove these five minutes from your time at the end, yeah. but still, you, you still lose a lot because you're on your own. You're on your, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, you're you lose a lot more. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. lose a lot more than five minutes, but yeah. you're right. How was it in your days? There was no such thing oh, as this. Well, there was no helmets for a start. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's actually bonkers now. We were... We were, I was chatting to someone about it the other night. Might have been I mean, could, could you ride today without a helmet yourself? No. No, no way. That you would not. No so way. imagine you raced without yeah. a helmet. Yeah, I, I, and I did. I did for a bit. But then once... And then they came in, they weren't mandatory. And I just remember doing a stage, I think it was in Tour de Langkawi, and the finishes there were always chaotic. <laughs> like, I mean, crazy. <laughs> like crazy town, right? And it was crashes always. And I remember the first day I didn't wear a helmet. And I got to the finish and I went, you're an idiot, David. <laughs> and I, and, and I, every day onwards, I wore a helmet. And yeah. pretty much from that point in my career, and, and you know, I only raced a couple more years then once helmets were mandatory, mm-hmm. obligatory. Um, so, but yeah, no, in our day, no way. Yeah. There, there was zero thought of concussion protocol, nothing. But it's really changed in the last, uh, and we, we, we're going to move on in a sec, but it's really changed over the last few years. Remember Bridie talking about it yeah. in our commentary when Bardet uh, yes. had a crash at the yes. Tour. Uh, I think it was at the Tour. But, uh, he withdrew Tom, in the end. He withdrew yeah. in the end, but he was clearly con- he had clearly a concussion, oh, and, and she it. was appalled going, he needs to stop. Yeah. Like I, From a medical doctor's point of view, I'm yeah. seeing this footage, he should not be riding on his bike. Yeah. Remember Mohoric, when yeah. he landed on his head, mm. and yeah. You know, he had to sit back a little bit, and then they did a bit of a, but he carried on. He landed on his head. Yeah, Tom Scoines in yeah. in which is going back a number of years now, but I think it was in Tour of California, mm-hmm. and he was yeah, you know, he was like he was like he was a drunken sailor, you know, mm. trying to pick up his bike. And no, let no, me know, let me know what uh, let us know what you think mm. actually on the on this podcast if yeah. you uh, if you can comment wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's, it's an interesting discussion. It is, and, uh, and it's a uh, it's it's a point that is a uh, it's worth um, raising absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, in the, the rest of, uh, of the news, Maka, uh, can we talk about uh, Ape Newsblood coming, of course, uh, very quickly? Uh, we Classics mentioned coming, Saturday Hit Newsblood, <laughs> Kern and Brussels, Kern Sunday. So both men and women mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah, this is it. Like this we is... talked a bit with uh, the Alaphilippe uh, debacle thing. But, um, yeah, he's on the start list. So. He is on the start list. Yeah. Uh, how much do you love this race? I love it. I love it's, it dearly. I raced it. Should it be a real classified like monument? Monument or not? No, I think. Can it's, we move on? No, or I not? think it. Yeah, I, I, there's talk about you know Strata Bianca being yeah. a monument. I don't think Strata Bianca should be a monument. I think we've got five. Leave them at the five. Okay. Historically, that is the historical part that I love. Mm-hmm. And I don't think so. So, no, I think. Um, but but Het Newsblad is just a great teaser for the classic season. It, it is the opening classic. Mm-hmm. Belgian fans, you know, classic fans will be out there. It'll be freezing cold most likely. It's not, it certainly won't be warm. 
Um, and it is a mini version of Tour of Flanders. Mm-hmm. It's generally a 200-kilometer bike race. They go over a lot of the cobbled It's hills. quite aggressive as a race. Yeah, yeah, it's punchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van yeah, Aert is, is on the start list. You know, there's all this talk about he had a win in Algarve, mm-hmm. um, what, a couple of weeks ago now. They've said he's never really won that early in the season. To me, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't mean much. I think the whole uh, he's never done this before doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it doesn't work, and especially when it's Van Aert. Yeah. We know he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So he is my tip for the men. And look, in the women, um, I can't go past Kopecky. Yeah. She's already she's already had a victory. I think she won UAE, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She won the Mountain Summit finish, beating Neve Bradbury, um, of course, there. But Kopecky's flying. Vollering is on the start list. Yeah. Which... I won't say it surprises me, but this is a woman who's won the Tour de France. Big, big goals for her for the year ahead. These races, as we know, can be sketchy as well. Yeah, you know, dangerous. They're yeah, more dangerous yeah. than mm-hmm. other events. So Again, the weather, it could be yeah, slippery. Yeah, could be... all these sort of things. So if that's true, following... I've seen her on a start list, but whether or not that changes between mm-hmm. now and... Uh, Saturday, um, but yeah, it's going to be yeah, gonna absolutely be cool. uh, one uh, really worth watching and worth uh, following. Yeah. Uh, sadly, not on SBS. Uh, no, but we will push. We'll promote it. We won't promote where it is. I actually don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't even know I'm how to sure. watch it. <laughs> I'm like, not even sure you can watch someone, it. Here. Let us know, by the way, because yeah. we want to watch it. Anything legal? Not yeah. Le- <laughs> yeah, yes, of course, legal. Yes, on like yeah. um, Durbo, Luke Durbridge will be on the start mm-hmm. list. I'm waiting for the year. And not that he hasn't been great, but I'm waiting for the year that Durbo has a breakout yeah. and, and gets a big victory. And I believe he's going to do it. In he's his got career. a monument in him. Yeah. Somewhere he's got a classic or a monument in him. We've talked about this before. You know, a Paris Roubaix or something like mm. this. He's got something in him. I and, think uh, so. And, and, and I mentioned Paris Roubaix because it's one race that you can still win later in your career. Yes. The experience becomes then very useful for, for yeah, the rest, maybe really more than point. others. It's a, more than the others, too. Yeah. I agree. You so, could, it's that one, because you, you do need a little bit of luck, but you create your luck. Yeah. So the um, more you mature, the, the pretty much the more luck you can get. Yeah. Or get yourself at a, a Paris-Roubaix. And just incidentally, a little bit of history of the Aussies at Het Newsblad, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Tiff Cromwell is the only Australian male or female to win okay. Het Newsblad. In its various, that, yeah. it's, well, it's only really had two names, mm-hmm. Het Volk, and now Het Newsblad, which is the newspapers that mm-hmm. own the event. Um, Newspaper where Mr. Lefebvre writes uh, his column. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly writes his column. Uh, anyway. Page, page three down the right side generally is the column. Yeah, you're sounding like a fan. Um, yeah, but Tiff Cromwell, I think she's the only Aussie. Okay. I'm sure a male has never won it. I'm sure mm-hmm. if we go back, Phil Anderson probably came close over the years. Yeah. Maybe O'Grady, a couple of those guys. But Let yeah. us know if we are, if we are wrong. Mm. Um, but so, I, I don't know, so I'll go with this one. On and I haven't had a proper look at the women's start list, I will confess. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be some Aussies there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, uh, hopefully one of them will be out there. To close this podcast, I think we uh, need to talk about the Australian Sport Commission Award that just happened uh, well, only a few days. Things. Yeah, go with that. First of all, a very good dinner. <laughs> we it was a very good dinner. It was good. Like... Kieran Perkins, we're sitting at dinner, people. This is not a word of exaggeration or a lie. Cruises on over. You, you sort of, in your very polite manner, say, "Oh, oh, oh, Kieran, this is um, my colleague Dave McKenzie." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I met him before." Sort of brushes that off. Then, then says to you, "Why didn't you guys nominate the pod?" Yeah. But we did. So you and I are scampering <laughs> over the top of each other, saying, "We did, we did, we did, we did get a nomination." Yeah. <laughs> um, but- 
What are you but chummy he, with him? What's the well, deal? He, he listens to In the, the pod. Click? No, he listens to the pod on his training bike, yeah, on I his rowing. He, he does. was a mad fan. He, he said does. him and his wife sit up every year. Hey, watch they sit the up, watch the tour, and they listen. Oh. And he listens to the pod on on his ride. So, Kieran, you're probably listening to this one. So, yes. big shout out. Uh, and then uh, other people from the commission. Remember, they came in. They said bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what is this? I, I don't uh, know. But it was good. Did you, did you slip <laughs> some fifties? No, 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 no. No, I don't know. But probably we should if we want to win something. <laughs> Maybe for next year, but no, it was a good night. And, yeah. um, good um, celebration of the, the the Matildas. Good celebration of uh, inclusivity. And we had a Matilda on a table. We had, so you like. I, I, I got to tell you this, but Maka, <laughs> first when we sat, it was like. I gotta get an autograph. I gotta get a photo. I gotta get a photo. Oh, and I like said, "Is that for your right? son?" He was like, uh, "No, it's for me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were a bit in awe. Lydia Williams. Yeah, a bit no. And you Fantastic know, and this isn't bandwagging. Oh, Twenty twelve was when I fell in love with the Matildas, mm-hmm. and it was actually when they got beat by the um, by Brazil at the Olympics. Yeah, you know, penalty shootout. It was mm-hmm. crazy. And anyway, that was great night. And just a, another short mention on that: Kelly Underwood, who emceed. Yeah. Um, I went up to her afterwards because I wanted to congratulate her on her career so far. And it's a thing about, I guess, more women in, in media and TV. Mm-hmm. She does the hard yards. So I think she's one of the first females to commentate an AFL football yeah. match. Um, she actually worked on the Herald Sun too. You said so, yeah. Yeah, back in the day. When <laughs> did I think she remember was, you for that? She did. Well, I had to remind <laughs> her. But as, when I did, she straight away did. And so, yeah, you know, women like that have... Have come a long way. She's a trailblazer. So, yeah. Can um, I say something? She yeah. was on the same plane as me when I came back from Europe, in economy. So in economy. Yeah. So she's doing a hard yard, and some of them are in economy. So what? As well. you walk, <laughs> hang on. How did you, you walk past economy I to get her. to business class? Nah, mate. Like it's on. You seen the budget here? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. All economy, my friend. So and just to segue from stuff happening here, Australian Sports Commission, just. I'm hearing murmurs. I'm just going to finish mm, on this. I like murmurs. I am hearing murmurs, and I've heard numerous murmurs. I won't reveal my sources mm-hmm. that the National Road Series ah, in Australia is about to get a shake-up. Does it need to? It does need to. Well, it barely exists. So <laughs> yeah. I think anything at the moment, it needs some lifeblood. Yeah. But I'm hearing there's someone or a group that is going to reshape Ooh. the NRS. They're effectively taking it over. Okay. That's very... That is very, all I know. Yeah. That's all I know. So watch this space, but I'm hearing that's what's about to happen, and I'm hearing it's already in the works. So do you know you're helping me to do one of the thing I always wanted to say, and on this bombshell, yes, <laughs> like Top Gear style. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, say watch this space. Thank you, Maka, for Thank you joining very us much. again this week in this podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Give us a couple of stars, uh, even five stars if you want, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoyed, if not, drop us a line, and hope to see you on the next episode. Until then, it's bye for now. Mm-hmm.